Get ready for a surprise! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to INS, the International News Service, your source for the most important weird news from across the globe, with news analyst Kevin Harrison, actor, comedian, and musician Mike Wiebe, and professional commentator Brian Camp. INS, the news you need. select subgroup that phrase it triggers all kinds of memories and everything else you just yeah. can't get it out of your head <laughs> i wish if i ever meet paul verhoven i'm gonna grill him about it and have a <laughs> and have an entire get to know your podcast about it when i just remember how when he when it starts malfunctioning and Schwarzenegger's taking it off of his head and the way it opens up the yeah and how serious his face is yeah yeah that's, that's so great so that woman's name is Priscilla Allen, and she has no, no Wikipedia. Does she go by Prissy? Yes. I don't know, okay. but yes. Priscilla. Can I call her Pris? Not a lot of people name Priscilla these days. The queen of the desert. She died in 2008 at the around the age of 70. Her biggest role, Total Recall. Then The Naked Truth from 1992. I don't know what that is. And then her third biggest role is some kind of theater thing, like recorded theater so she was mostly a star of stage. Oh, well. It sounds like. She was on two episodes of Happy Days. Oh. As Mrs. Von Hune. Does she play some sort of authority figure to Richie and Potsy and Ralph? That's my guess. Yeah, there was an episode where, um, <laughs> I think it was an episode where they were going camping. It was like that famous camping episode. They're all like trying to gather stuff and she... You know, Potsy's, of course, an idiot, so he can't remember mm -hmm. anything he's supposed to bring or whatever. And then they're about to leave, and she's like, no, you're forgetting something. And she comes back in, and she has a whole bunch of gear for them. She goes, get ready for some supplies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. How do we have a podcast? How do people... I need you to write in right now and explain why you listen to this show. They have good taste. <laughs> and I like the idea that is it Paul Verhoeven? Is that Paul name? Verhoeven, yeah. He just was a really big Happy Days fan, and he thought everybody yeah. would get the joke that he yeah. referenced. Yeah, the very famous ready joke. ready for surprise. <laughs> oh, then, then it turns out, yeah, then later, like, her character ends up working for Al at Al's diner, and you can see her coming to the window and go, like, get ready for some more fries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, oh, this my is God. feeling like, this is feeling like the... This is the, the best episode of. I, uh, yeah. I retract what I said earlier. This is going to be the number. This is our 102nd <laughs> episode and our best one. <laughs> and and the first episode of 2023. Ooh, welcome 2023 and ready to pee. Mm. Uh, <laughs> who do you guys have any uh, New Year's resolutions? Yeah, uh, I'm going to lose all this goddamn fat I got. For the last over the last three years sitting at home same i'm i'm yeah. sincere about losing uh losing weight and getting in shape so i walk five miles a day and i just imagine the person i would be if i didn't do that every single day but i need to add some you know actual exercises into that as well i'm Very i'm gonna, i'm committed i'm gonna take uh i'm gonna actually start taking steroids <laughs> Well, you need to exercise as well as taking steroids. Well, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna uh, exercise too, but I'm gonna start taking roids. Um, Wait, you're not gonna eat raw liver and do roids, are you? Yeah, I'm, I, I mean, uh, I'm gonna eat God, raw liver. Um, I'm not trying to be the liver king. I just want to <laughs> be the liver duke. <laughs> liver duke. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't you maximize your effort? You'd be exactly. a fool not to do. Steroids. I'll be the liver. I'll be the liver lord. Hey, seriously though, how bad? How bad for me would it be if I just took steroids for six months? At the age of forty-seven, uh, probably I'm not. not I'm not forty-seven. <laughs> how old are you again? Well, are we calculating I'm, the amulet in this? Yeah, I'm like thousands of years old. Mike can Mike can masquerade as almost any age. That's his. Why did you exactly. go to high school in the '90s if you were a thousand years old? Because I needed to relearn calculus. 
<clears throat> you weren't in Cal- you were in fucking theater class. You you have a strange memory of your time. I, in high I, school. I wanted to get better. I wanted to get better at acting. <laughs> I wanted to figure out how to act like a young person. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? But seriously, what? Uh, just for a regular ass human, uh-huh. if you were if you were to just yeah, at let's just say forty seven years old. Not that I look <laughs> that old. What would happen if I just did steroids for six months, anabolic? I work out. Okay, I work out okay. for I work out for two months. Okay, mm-hmm. in pretty good shape. Okay, like moderately, you know, like solid workout plan, uh-huh. solid diet, and then I do steroids for six months, uh-huh. and then I'll, and then I don't do them no more. Where's the harm in that? Who's who gets hurt? A lot of people would say that that there's nothing wrong with that, and that's a perfectly healthy way to use steroids. I'm not a doctor, but I think that- let's let's say you did that and. A certain appendage shrunk up. Like it was suddenly like you were just running around screaming, I was in the pool, only you hadn't been in the pool. If it's my nose, I'm in. I think you got to do a lot of steroids before you start getting that kind of stuff, yeah, right? Well, I don't, I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know anything about all I've ever used steroids for is when I've had like bad dry skin because I'm allergic to citrus fruit. That's, That's why you're fucking raging all the time, punching everybody. Well, fake allergy. You know, yeah, just, just mad. No, I, yeah, Mike, I think people get prescribed all kinds of like hormone stuff when they get older. They get like testosterone shots and testosterone creams and all that stuff. And that's all, and my understanding is that is essentially what steroids are mimicking, right? Mm-hmm. I think that it, people are already doing this. And I think that it would make you gain a lot of muscle weight, get real cut, mm-hmm. feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't know about this. I think I like you'd be it. a you'd be a real dope not to take steroids. Yeah, you you sell steroids? Is that what's happening? It seems like a lucrative market to get into, <laughs> but no, I don't. You thinking of of opening a franchise, right. a steroid franchise? I've decided I'm not uh, going to take steroids, uh, but okay, I am mm-hmm. still not going to tell you that I would not really enjoy speeding up the process of getting into shape. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's a fact. Like yeah. ridiculously and. I'm sure it wears your body out in a weird way that, like, once you stop taking them, some shit falls apart. I would imagine shit falls apart as quickly as it comes together. Yeah. But maybe I'm wrong about that. Part of me just really, I just, you know, not not to get to crazy level, but like, geez, Louise, it would be great to have a little bit of a little bit of a help me out getting right. started. Yeah. Right. No, I a, just a boost. I, I have trouble. Like, I do. There is no exercise. I've ever done that I enjoyed. I feel like I'm genetically predisposed to just be from a bog in the British Isles somewhere where I'm just lifting rocks all the time. And that's how my ancestors Mm. stayed in shape. And that's the only way I can stay engaged. Yet my job is sitting here talking to you guys. That's heavy lifting sometimes. You might say I do all the lifting, but Uh, I'm not getting uh, abs from it. uh, Producer Mark Ryan yeah. Is in super good shape now. Oh, that guy's cut. He's doing the, what is it, high intensity hit. Impact, yeah, those are good exercises. Training. Somebody yeah. did yeah. challenge me to a, a workout plan, but I don't, we'll see. We'll see if it happens. I don't know. You know, I do. I don't have another movie shoot for a little while. So we'll see. <laughs> the, the Jack Wharton series on hiatus as China deals with their COVID. I don't think it doesn't have anything to do with this China. It doesn't play. It takes place in space. It doesn't take place in China. So, but why would you? Why would you create a product that couldn't be viewed by the Chinese government? That's where most of your money comes from, right? And that your chief market. No, not most. Communist of my, China. Money comes from the whole world. But you really rely <laughs> on the communist Chinese. Oh, regime. hold on. Let me ask a question. Is China part of you? Is the China <laughs> part of the the world? A part of the planet Earth? Well, Mike, you got me there last uh, time I checked. Yeah, it is. It is Earthican. That's where my. That's where the money. That's where a lot of audiences and the fact that we're not in production right now has nothing to do with. I like that. A, a lot of your audience is on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I will say that in in two years of podcasting, I think we've had two downloads in China. Uh, they're probably in a camp right now. Probably got caught. Uh, listen to INS, yeah. No, nah, well, we wouldn't know. They all use VPN, so we'll say they're in Norway or or Ireland or or France Panama. or pa- Denmark or Panama. Uh, <laughs> We're very popular in Panama. Yeah, Panamaniacs, they love us. Yeah, yeah. 
We love the Panamaniacs. I love their papers. I don't think that's a good paper to love. The Panama Papers. They're great. Mm-hmm. How many times were you named in those papers, Michael? I don't know what they are. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> it's it's it involves money laundering. It'd be too. It would take too long to explain. Yeah, it's a giant. No, it's bullshit. And our representatives did nothing about. Oh, that's a different podcast. But anyway, yeah, George yeah. Norris podcast. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the international news. Did we do this part? I know. Okay. We we're too no. busy talking about how super fucking in shape we're going to get in 2023. Okay. Yeah, we're going to get ripped. Yeah. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take fucking fuck it. I'm doing roids. I, I'm back and tracking. I'm doing roids. Okay. Fuck yeah. We should start checking our. We should measure the biceps. M- massive biceps we're gonna get over the next year. And the INS it. bicep challenge. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna send it out to That's our listeners exciting. too. This is a challenge to your, to to all the listeners. Uh-huh. Uh, it's the INS biceps challenge. Uh-huh. The goal is. Starting okay. today, uh-huh. uh, no, no, no dairy, no milk, no, no eggs, no, uh, okay. no eggs, okay. no, no carbs, no breads, uh-huh. uh, no proteins, I mean, uh, carbs. No, no legumes, <laughs> no, <laughs> no fruits, no fruits, okay. no vegetables, okay. no water, no liquids, <laughs> not mm. even urine. Well, I mean, that's uh, you can, yeah, you can have urine. Okay. You can have I- anything that your body produces, you're allowed to have. So, this is a <laughs> anything, a breatharian diet is what yeah, we're it, it is yeah. a breatharian diet. It's, it's okay. the it's the breatharian bicep challenge. Wow. And, and no <laughs> cheating. Bicep's going to wither. You no. Know, and listen, at the end of the day, like, I'm not, I'm, you're not cheating on me if you, if you engage in any of this stuff, you're uh-huh. cheating on yourself and you're cheating on your own future. And you're also lying to me, and fuck you if you lie to me. <laughs> Nobody fucking lies to me. So I, I want everybody Good. to take it seriously, and then every week we're going to measure our biceps uh-huh. and uh, send it in, yeah. and we'll do we'll put up a little chart, and the winner is going to get a free season pass to Malibu Golf and Games. (laughs) That's in Malibu, California. Malibu, California. They've got putt-putt golf. They've got uh, got a little, um, what do you call it, go-kart track. They've got Mm -hmm. the building with the arcade in it. It kind of looks like a castle. We'll see, you know, it's it goes on for the entire year. Wow. And uh, we're one year one year from today, we will be checking in to see whose biceps are the biggest. And I think they're gonna be mine. Only time will tell, Michael. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a challenge. Welcome to the International News Service. We're your hosts. I'm Kevin Harrison, along with... I'm Brian Camp. And I'm Mike Weeby. Roid Rage. Mm-hmm. Who's not here? Oh, Just, that's Mark. We haven't referenced... Oh, yeah. He's, He's, not Mark. He's in New York City, home of the home of, mm-hmm. home of the Big Apple Pie. Yep. Wow. He's busy screaming, no pain, no gain at the top of his lungs. Yeah. <laughs> From the top of the Empire State Building. Right. Pain is just weakness leaving the body. Just screaming it. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's slapping random New Yorkers in the face and saying, pain don't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, we've got three news stories, and Mike has another mm-hmm. segment. Mm-hmm. You have a segment and get to know your podcast. Right? I got a segment and get to know your podcast, even if we don't record it right now. <laughs> Are you saying segment or segment, Kevin? Segment. You say it's like... Segment. I'm hearing it. You hear segment? I'm hearing segment. I'm hearing segment. So our first story comes to us from the Associated Press. Oh, AP. AP. Police in Germany are asking the public to help after a recent heist has left them stumped. Apparently, the thief or thieves stole 60 massive barrels of bull semen from a farm in western Germany. Police say it's unclear how so much semen was stolen without anyone noticing or how the thieves kept the semen from spoiling since it needs to be supercooled to negative 196 degrees Celsius or negative 320 degrees Fahrenheit. What is that in Kelvin? I didn't do. Germany uses Celsius. We use Fahrenheit. I didn't didn't do the other I systems. thought we were scientific. Yeah, I, I, know, I know there's more to this, but I'm sorry, but I can't <laughs> help but think. That this is an INS listener who wants to win the bicep challenge. Yeah, and they know that. Like, yeah, that is, is a, loop, a real that is shortcut. a loophole. That is uh, a total loophole. That you can, uh, you know, yeah, you can bull semen actually mm, sort of counts as something yep. you can use, and it's it is you know it's protein light. Because we'll we'll get into the, a couple of the uses here, but what if somebody knew about the challenge ahead of time and preemptively stole this bull semen that's so they can I'm, win? That's I think that's what we're thinking yeah. happened. Yeah. 
And what no, if that someone's just... name was Mike Weeby? I don't know. I don't need. To, yeah. I, don't, I can produce my mm-hmm. own fluid. Your own bull semen. Basically, yeah. It's more powerful <laughs> than the bull semen. It's not. Uh-huh. It's yeah. Uh-huh. It's ba- it's basically Red Bull semen. Uh, mm. oh, wow. Red Bulls. I, I I am up until up until the start of the bicep challenge. So police said the bull semen was intended to be sent around the world, and that it was enough to artificially inseminate thousands of cows. Or it is also a precious ingredient in anti-aging beauty products. Mm. They also mm. didn't say how much it was worth. Only that the value was substantial, and I tried to look into this a little bit, but it's probably millions of dollars worth. No. God damn. Is it more valuable as a cow fertilizer or as a beauty product ingredient? That I do not know. I'm guessing it's probably, I think it depends on the cow, on the bull it comes from as well. Like, so if you had like a really good bull that was just like, you're, you know, People are like this is the best bull in the world. Then I think as a fertilizer, it's definitely worth more than so the guy from night. So the guy from Night Court, if you jacked him off, yes, Bull <laughs> Shannon from Night Court. That's who I'm talking about. <laughs> I didn't realize this. We have two bull stories this week. Why? Wait. So did 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 they jack off all these bulls, or did they just like they? Was it pre? <laughs> did somebody sneak in at night and just 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 fucking ski pole a bunch Oops. of bulls? I I don't know how. Bull semen is collected. How many gallons of semen? <laughs> <laughs> I, that's crazy. That's, yeah. yeah. That How, is... What a what an amazing lover that this these thieves are. But yeah, like I do know that the old way of the old method <laughs> of doing it. <laughs> the Come old on. method of doing it was manually stimulating the bull. I do know that. Yeah, normally sure. in crime you don't think of having to say, "Come for me, baby." <laughs> <laughs> You almost sound like Charles Bronson. See, that's what I wonder when the cops are breaking down doors and going, where is this semen? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and surely, I mean, some act had to lead to someone discovering that it was a an anti-aging cream. Yeah, because right? he's fucking running these balls. <laughs> the balls of these bulls are all shriveled and they're all tired out. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, <laughs> man, all my bulls are just not horny today. <laughs> right. What's going they're on? Super listless. They, you know what? You know what clued him off? They walked in the room and all the bulls were smoking cigarettes. I don't even know if that's a trope anymore. Very good. Late 80s, late 80s adult humor. <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't think, the only people who are allowed I'm to smoke about now that. Are, are villains in yeah. movies. Yeah. What a, what, yeah. You, so, yeah, a little, this isn't a whole segment. Quick getting to your podcast. In the 80s, or when you were done screwing, you had a smoke. That was the yeah. thing everybody did. When you were done having <laughs> sex, you would have a cigarette. So everybody did that. Yeah. So how many times did you do that in the eighties? Remind me. I was smoking a pack a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure at the Ho House they had. Yeah. <laughs> it was complimentary at the Ho House. <laughs> I missed that. I missed that. Like that's how they would show you in a TV show or a movie that people had just had sex. sex. You would see yeah. them smoking. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. and you knew. Right. It was right. second only to a train going through a tunnel to indicate. Well, I think the train would go through the tunnel, and then it would cut to them, and you know the man would have his shirt on, like a like an undershirt on, mm-hmm. and the woman would be under the covers, and they'd both be like, "That's a smooth smoke." Yeah. What a crazy thing, though, to smoke a cigarette in bed in your house. Yeah. Yeah. That is fucking disgusting. That's yeah. more disgusting than sex, even. <laughs> Which is fucking rancid. <laughs> this is Putting your, your, wow. no mic. This is a great. Man, listen, listen. The only thing more gross than inhaling a carcinogenic, yeah. tar-based mm-hmm. nicotine fuel into your lungs is putting uh-huh. your erect phallus into mm-hmm. a grease-covered... Look, our, our listeners know where babies come from, okay? I'm just saying they're both equally gross. <laughs> Grease covered. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> fluid, oh, man. fluid grease covered. Fluid you grease. Know, mucous membranes writhing within one each other. Like, oh, look out! Look at this disgusting thing we just did. And like, well, how do we? How do we? How do we? How do we top off the night? Well, let's smoke a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Let's do something even worse for us. In bed. In bed. Didn't they used to have PSAs like back in the day telling people not to smoke in bed? Oh, yeah, because they'd fall asleep in bed yeah. and then burn their house down. That happened to Shump and uh, Three Stooges. 
Mm, was he okay? Yeah, he was okay. He got burnt pretty bad. He was in a hammock. But that was, mm. I think, the the genius in a bottle episode. It's a yeah. classic. It's a classic shimp. Is it? Is that? Is that the incident that kept him from being funny? Oh, stop <laughs> it! You, first of all, you've apologized for shimp before. I I've, know, but it was set up. I, I I will take it back. I it's, I, it's pretty good. Shimp's a shimp's a underrated. I think. I think he's no Joe Besser, the thinking man stooge, as I like to call him. <laughs> so, had did have they met? Do they have any leads on all this horse come? I as far as I I, I looked this bull, up several bull, places. Bull come. And uh, I couldn't find any any leads. I couldn't find any follow up. I don't know. I did a lot of research into just how many how many gallons of bullcum these massive barrels held. And all I knew, all I know, I could find a picture of the barrels, and I could find out that they were massive, like fifty five gallon drums. I think it's more than that. Like the don't mess with Texas trash cans, like a fifty five gallon drum. Yeah, I think it was like a two hundred gallon drum. Oh wow, that's huge. But, it, you know, I mean, even if they were one gallon each, that's 60 gallons of bullcum. Yeah. And that's a lot. Well, but how much do they expel in one go? I looked into this as well. Oh, and I, 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 did, I didn't find out that. Okay. I looked into well, I, I'll say use. this about those gallons. It's tough because, you know, sometimes you'll like, they're trying to get all that out. And it's difficult to get all of it out because it's, it come, it's sticky. <laughs> So they have to get a very Uh, special machine to suck all of it, all of it out. Uh, Right? It's It's so sticky. It's sticky. That might be my my favorite callback forever and always. (laughs) It's sticky. (laughs) So our next story comes to us from the Independent. Now, one of the most important magical items in Harry Potter was the cloak of invisibility, which, as its name suggests, made the wearer completely invisible. Now, Harry Potter's Cloak of Invisibility may become a reality thanks to a group of students in Wuhan, China. I know about Wuhan. Uh, What do you know? That's what Fauci doesn't want to talk about, right, Mike? My pronouns are... Joke is three weeks old now. (laughs) Prosecute! (laughs) Fauci! So, unlike Harry Potter, however, the cloak appears normal to human eyes. Mm. Instead, the cloak which uses a technology they call Invis Defense, evades detection from security camera systems monitored by artificial intelligence. What it does is that during the day, the cloak protects a or the cloak projects a pattern that effectively blinds the cameras, and at night, it emits unusual heat signals that confuse infrared cameras. In other words, cameras still see you, but they can't determine that you're human. Of course... The bright light that it emits during the day almost certainly makes the cloak more conspicuous to humans. The estimated production cost of the cloak is just 500 Chinese yuan, or about $72. But there's at least one big concern. The cloak's design means that it would also potentially confuse the detection systems used in self-driving cars. Murders of the future. I didn't see him. He was wearing an invisibility cloak. Just two quick questions, and maybe really just one. Okay. I don't want to forget to ask. Can we all agree that the Harry Potter books just aren't very good? And they're yes. Kind of dumb. Yes. Thank you. I'm, okay. I don't like them. They're not fun. They're stupid. I Thank enjoyed you. them at the time. I didn't think they were high literature or anything. I didn't think the movies were that great. I um, never read them, but I hate them. <laughs> yeah, I didn't read them either, but I can't stand them. And here's the thing, too, is is turning kids onto the occult. And that's why I won't have them. <laughs> that's right. You, you know how many kids took the two you know the very quick path from harry potter uh-huh. to ouija boards to injecting amphetamine into their rectums mm-hmm. rectum <laughs> a direct through line oh, no. and you know what after that happened it oh, no. damn near killed them uh, i'm sure the books are fine i'm sure that books are fine if you're fucking stupid <laughs> <laughs> way to call eight-year-old stupid mike any any eight-year-olds are willing i'm willing to battle you in a general knowledge contest (laughs) how many books did you read at the age of eight well i mean i read the only two that were important the bible and the constitution there you go and how many eight-year-olds are reading those now probably none in this stupid woke 
PC culture. They're all just reading about <laughs> witches and warlocks and talking pigs. And uh, that's the Charlotte's Web. No, hmm. Peppa. Oh, I thought we've talked about Peppa in a long time. Oh, why not? I don't know. I was not Pe- Peppa, but also uh, Glenn Beck's biography. <laughs> I'm glad that we're using the first episode of 2023 to so strenuously reestablish all of INS canon. <laughs> it is important. Just it in case you forgot. It is these important. Are, these are the things we talk about. The backbone. Mm-hmm. I don't, if, if they're going to do a Harry Potter, if they're, you know, if, uh-huh. if somebody's going to go to Harry Potter stuff, uh-huh. I want somebody to create the spell of magic missile or the spell of summon a gelatinous cube. <laughs> What would you do with a gelatinous cube? Throw it at someone. Will that do one d six damage? Is that the... yeah, one d six to eight, depending on their their poison disabilities. <laughs> you have to make a saving throw on that. Wow. You have to make a sure. saving throw. That's good. Is there? I know there's uh, there is a, a hefty market for uh, literary RPG books, right? But is there are any of them so detailed that it is just a play by play of a really compelling? tabletop game that calls out every role and every move oh i'm sure that that has to be a thing right yeah what a world i bet bet there is like the greatest game ever played that somebody's committed to from life Uh, to page like do you go left to right hold on let me roll now i feel like there needs to be a very serious documentary about yeah or at least taken very seriously documentary about the greatest D game it's ever probably played the, that celebrity D game that like joseph maganello and tom morello plays these like hollywood guys sofia vergara's <laughs> husband is is like really into D. in fact he's the guy whose weight uh workout challenge i'm gonna do oh wow like it's a book that that my buddy oh. that friend of the podcast rocky is, oh, is yeah. challenging me to do that i'm doing that alongside the bicep friend challenge. Of the pod- former guest right yeah yeah is it a lot of weightlifting? Yeah, it's a whole hit style kind of thing okay, or okay, whatever. Okay. So okay. not like clean and jerk weightlifting, like no, you do have to jerk off. That's actually <laughs> sure. part of it. Is you have to sure. jerk off, um, and you need to be clean. You got to wash up because uh-huh. at some uh-huh. point you're going to pr- be producing so much that it's going to cause a big old mess. Yeah. Oh, we're going to put down some plastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very yeah Patrick Bateman out your house. <laughs> Speaking of plastic. What's going on with this invisibility blanket in Wuhan? Well, that's that's it. They invented a something that AI monitored cameras will have trouble detecting. Won't you just program the cameras to recognize things that it can't detect very well? Yeah, I mean, say, that, hey, that's a problem. Theoretically, you could do that, and theoretically, maybe the uh, cloak could be adjusted also to avoid it again. But let's say, let's say, for example. A drone was after you. Uh-huh. Well, you could just wear with a cloak, and then the drone would be like, "No, I don't know where Brian is. He's not around here." Meanwhile, you're waving at the camera. Mm. Got you guys. There was a cloak that I saw uh-huh. that was essentially did that for human eyes, where okay. there was like a camera, a camera facing behind you that was kind of the cloak was kind of a proje- like a projector projector like a yeah. screen sort of and it would kind yeah. of project what was behind you in front behind but i don't know so i'm sh- I'm sure it would look a little altered and a little like predator visiony ish but i don't know i think that's just cool that's some ghost in the shell stuff yeah i definitely would yeah. like i would like to wear one but mostly just because i don't want to dress up <laughs> yeah so would you wear okay that's a good question what would you wear under your invisibility cloak I don't know. You know, there's not much that I can't sneak into without wearing a big apparatus mm-hmm. like that. Okay. Like, I'm pretty mm-hmm. fucking yeah. adept. We did sneak into the Rolling Stones. Yep. I've got mm-hmm. a real solid snake vibe going on. Do you hide under a box? Uh, uh, yeah, I'll basically turn into a box. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I, I, that would be that would be pretty fun to have a, an invisibility cloak. Uh-huh, but sure. uh, like like I said, a greater power would be to summon gelatinous cubes and a uh, cone of cold. <laughs> that <laughs> might be a second level. Brian, yeah. Brian, what would you wear under your invisibility cloak? I don't know, like a, a sauna suit, maybe, so I could kill two birds with one stone. What is a sauna suit? Yeah, just like one of those, like, like speedos. Like to cut weight, like just like yeah. a plastic 
suit that is tied up at the ends on the arms and legs so okay. that it just collects oh. the sweat. Okay. Because then I would save the sweat too. I'd, I'd have something to drink, yep. I guess. For the yeah. bicep challenge. Yep. You're like a Fremen in Dune. Uh, I don't know what you're referencing. The novel Dune by Frank Herbert. Not heard of it. Never heard of it. Oh, the, the Zendaya movie? Oh, yeah. The Zendaya yeah, movie? The oh, yeah, Zendaya that movie. movie. Yeah. The movie, yeah. yeah. I think I think I saw the movie or I heard the movie came out, but I didn't oh, okay. know it's, it's, it's Zendaya, based on a book. Timothy Chamelet. You the main thing you know need to know about those gorgeous, gorgeous young Hollywood actors is that uh, they're in a movie where uh, they're constantly eating their pee pee and poo poo through their suits. Yeah, that's true. I'm sustaining from my my fiki <laughs> and my urine. <laughs> so our next story comes to us from Live Science. Uh, it's actually pronounced live science, but go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry, from I live science. I thought we debunked this source. No, this is a good live science and or live science is a pretty mm. good source of information. It's just, it's just lives, not and or. It's just I took science. live science in the seventh grade. Yeah. I do like this story. I'm just going to, okay. this is a good All one, right. a good one to kick off 2023. I think we'll see what All happens. Right. Archaeologists were excavating an 11,000 year old stone age building in Turkey recently. When they made an amazing discovery, Wait, it had like like the building was inside a giant turkey, or was it like a little model inside? <laughs> was was it like a, a did they find it at Thanksgiving kind of thing? In the, the country <laughs> turkey, the nation known as Turkey, mm. is partially in Asia and partially in Europe. All right. Well, hopefully, we get a story about something that came from ham. I thought you hated ham. That all the ham you ate was gray. Oh yeah, you do have a problem with ham. I do. I do. <laughs> I do true. hate ham. You probably had a lot of ham over Christmas. Shit. <laughs> Shit. It was, you know what? It was tough around. It's, you know what the hardest thing to be around Christmas is? Wait, what's that? It's a jive turkey. So archaeologists were excavating an 11,000-year-old Stone Age building in the nation of Turkey when they made an amazing discovery. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea why I'm funny. That's so funny. So, uh, where are we? A, a stone bench found at the site contains what is now believed to be the oldest known narrative carving. The carving is three feet tall or 0.9 meters and 12 feet or 3.7 meters long and features two leopards, a bull and two men. One man is holding what appears to be a rattle or snake and the other, the other man is grabbing his penis. What's being conveyed isn't totally clear, but the artist who made uh, the artist who made the carving really emphasized the pointy teeth of the leopard and the sharp horns of the bull. But most especially he emphasized the man holding his penis by rendering him in full 3d. Oh yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Everything like else is he's, he's looking at you. Yeah, well, so everything it's... else is like an etching. So it's like uh -huh. maybe like a couple millimeters, but that man like totally juts out. Like you see his face, you see his nose. He's got a weird expression on his face. You see him holding his dick. It's all right there. Is it Robert like, Maplethorpe that did this? Maybe Robert Maplethorpe of the of ninth the ninth century. No, this is eleven thousand. I got to do math now. Thanks, Mike. Of the ninth millennium BCE. I don't know what the name of his art group was, but you know, he <laughs> took a lot of weird, a lot of erotic eroticism, erotic eroticism, erotic eroticism. Uh, there are many, now. I want to point out. There are many carvings of people and animals that predate this find, but archaeologists said this relief is different because the figures form a narrative suggesting that it's either relating events or telling a story. But of course, we don't know anymore what that story would be. Uh, the building itself was a communal building measuring 36 feet or 11 meters in diameter, and it was carved directly into limestone bedrock. Also, the building is only half excavated, including the bench. And archaeologists expect that they may find more narrative carvings and possibly more carved dicks as their work continues. Well, it sounds like it's just the world's first hentai. <laughs> it's just some, be, yeah. yeah, just the world's... Okay. Where, where, where was this found? Uh, uh, Turkey. Uh, the nation of Turkey. The Byzantine Empire of old. Okay, Did yeah, they, that's good too. 
do they have anime there? Uh, I mean, I'm sure they can get anime. They they mm-hmm. do have crazy movies like Turkish Star Wars. Well, because I saw this mm-hmm. anime and uh, <laughs> there was there was this like tiger guy and he had a big old dick and he yeah. he start and then with check it out no hold on okay okay and then his dick turned into six dicks right uh, what? and they wrapped around this uh, this girl she just got off school. And she still had her school uniform on. And they went in all of her parts. Is this Legend of the Overfiend? I know it's based on a true story or something that happened a long time ago. <laughs> okay, so that, that's ahead. what I'm wondering if this uh-huh. had something to do with that. Yeah. Well, they didn't have anime 11,000 years ago. But they had carvings of anime. But yeah, they didn't know that they had benches that long ago either. Yeah. But they found yeah. them. So maybe they did have them, Kevin. They had manga back then. I mean, they, yeah. yeah, they didn't have anime because they didn't have TVs, but they had they had manga. Uh-huh. Yeah, anti sure. manga. Oh, so for, the, the for the listener, yeah. we're looking at an image of what appears to be a it's some bull. Jap- yeah, it's a, a bull. The bull, and then there's a guy goring the guy. Well, he's going at him for sure. He's kind of yeah. got the defensive, like "Oh my god" posture. Mm-hmm. And then I, there is there are two leopards, and yeah. then. In between in 3D, you tell me what's going on there. He's jacking off for yeah. sure. He's jacking yeah, he's totally off. Look at his face. He's not happy about it either. I don't know. It looks like he's smiling to me. Yeah, I think he looks pretty pretty upset. Is he doing it to please the tigers? They, Is it the they, only way they're going to let him live? They're either savage or happy. But yeah, so he's the only really 3D thing. Everything else... Is like an etching. Yeah, everything else is like kind of is is yeah is not is two D and he's three D. Has anybody ever actually tried jacking off in front of a tiger? Tiger King. Did he do that? I, I never saw I, that. I, I'd have to assume he did. Yeah, you would think. You, I would put honestly, the odds higher than lower. Yeah, you would. You would think that. Yeah. So they're they're fairly convinced they're going to find the rest of the the novel inside the building. Now they don't know what they're gonna find, but I don't. I doubt by looking at pictures they're gonna be like, "Oh, that's what that means." But maybe. I mean, it's just full of limestone. They got to clear out. I mean, they might find, to Mike's point, a book, right? A book of drawings because we don't know what's there. It could be like an early book. There were there were no books eleven thousand years ago. Oh, we don't know about any books. There's magazines though. <laughs> yeah, nobody, nobody well, yeah. was like writing full books because they didn't have uh, enough words yet. They oh, were just I see. Doing magazines, right? Right. How many words did they have? I mean, I don't, I don't know, but that's why they did a lot of drawings and stuff like that. Yeah, that sounds right. I like the idea that this might have just been like you know. I think that I'm sure there are all these scientists walking around going like, "What ancient myth is this a part of?" or "What you know primitive version of to explain reproduction or religion is this mean?" But I right. love to think that this was just some fucking dude. <laughs> That yep. had too much time on his hands and just was going to be real funny. Who like yeah. the whole tribe like was like we're going to go, we're going to go somewhere far away and uh, and and go go on the hunt. And we need you to stay here and take care of like a couple elderly grandmas that just kind of stay in one hut far away. And he was he just just decided. I'm going to do something really funny for you guys when you get back in three <laughs> mm-hmm. months from the hunt. Right. And probably they get back and the cool hunters thought it was really, really funny. And then there's a whole bunch of grumpy, you know, like elders uh, that got real mad at him. Right. And then the cool hunters thought that that was really funny too. And he was just <laughs> like, no, nah, yeah, I'm going to spend, I'm going to spend months you know, with crude tools, making a guy jacking off, or maybe it was making. See, here's what I bet happened. I bet this was a true story. I bet okay. there was some stupid pervert that was just always jacking off, and at one point, he was just jacking off so loud that it, like, his cum. When he come, he'd go, <laughs> and then it would, and it, it, it called some some leopards. Some leopards came and just mauled him right when he came. And it was just like the funniest thing that ever happened at all, ever. And they just were like, I have, he was somebody who was like, I have to memorialize the time that, um, you know, Uglug, Uglug, Uglug got mauled by tigers while, while cranking one out. <laughs> that seems likely. It's, it, when you say it, it sounds like it's less of a mystery. Oh, okay. Like right now, God, we've solved one mystery. Like, would you not? Would you not <laughs> click on a link that said "guy masturbating gets mauled by two tigers"? 
I would absolutely click on that. I link. would. Uh, I I cannot. It would. It would. My hands. My motor <laughs> skills between reading that and the and the the neurons synapsing to click that link could synapsing. not be quick enough. Mm-hmm. There's no high speed modem that's fast enough to get me that image from when I find out that image exists. <laughs> the look in his eyes, but you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> or especially like if he, if he, yeah, what if the tigers hit right, right when he starts coming? That's probably exactly what's happening. That's exactly what's happening. Well, it's now. Will we follow up on this story, Kevin, as they uncover more of the the Turkish dig? If there is, if there are any more dicks in the Turkish dig, you'll hear about it here first. All right, stand stand by, listeners. Yeah, I hope they find another part of the bench, and it's just a a tiger running around with a severed penis in its mouth. <laughs> that would finish the story nicely. Yeah. And the man, the man chasing the tiger, trying to get it back. <laughs> Come back with that. So, Mike, I believe you have a story for us. Um, yeah, I do. The Von Eric family was an American professional wrestling family. Yes. Originally from Texas, their actual surname is Adkison. We have a kind of a big wrestling podcast that follows us, and they're big fans, and uh, they're going to be excited oh, about yeah. this. So shout out to those guys. Well, and I, you know, it's one of those things where like, I I feel like this getting to know your podcast segment could easily be an entire, no, yeah, five, five, one and a half hour episodes, each episode, if not more, because it is, it is a lot. So I'm covering. And the reason this is on the get, this is on the getting to know. We, I know we've referenced the Von Erics a couple of times. It's come up a couple of times, but, and I think I've said this before that living in North central Texas, and I'm sure you guys had this too, Mm -hmm. in uh, the, in the ages that we are, uh, you guys in your mid forties and me, a timeless immortal that also occupied time and space during their, that same time period in a, in a husk of a human body. that was roughly the same <laughs> looking age yes. as you guys, yes. despite uncanny, Michael. you know? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, you, we, I, you choose your hosts when you need to, and you, uh, anyway, that's for another podcast. Kind of parasite. <laughs> took a turn. Well, I wouldn't say parasite um but that is a good movie a oscar winning film but the you know where we were growing up the Uh von erics they were a wrestling family in the early 80s and they were as famous as famous could be but on that weird i mean i guess maybe there's a sports thing because i don't really follow sports so much but they were they were famous in a way that felt like oh man these guys actually live around here I, did you guys have kids? I guess you, you. When did you get to to Texas, Kevin? How old were you? Uh, when I was fifteen. Okay, so you're maybe a little late. But Brian, did you have kids growing up? I had a kid in every every year that claimed he was related to the Von Erichs, and he may have been <laughs> like a different kid every year. Yeah, I was always okay. a different kid every year, and they were second cousins or third cousins. And there's always talk about how they went to barbecues or went over. Or they would see him at family reunions, and I mean. For sure, ninety percent of them were lying. Right, but there's a there's a solid chance that one of them maybe was distantly right. related. Right, unlike the hoe house, it was a believable lie, even in the future. That yes, that they could have been because they were around. Was the hoe house kid also a von Erich's kid? You know, that's interesting. <laughs> that may actually be the case. <laughs> uh. That that may actually be the case, and wouldn't it be wouldn't it be crazy if both were true and the Von Erichs were somehow involved in the whole house? It, it could explain a lot of their familial trouble that I'm sure we're about to hear yeah. about. Right. I knew I had at least two friends who had older sisters that had Carrie Von Erich posters on their wall. I remember that. Yes. Oh wow. And I remember my brush with the Von Erichs every week was Sunday morning where I would quietly watch a console TV and watch them wrestle at the Sportatorium, hopefully quietly enough, my parents would sleep through church time and I could just watch wrestling all morning. And the claw and Kevin Von Erich wrestling barefoot. Those are the things I remember. And especially because I grew up liking them and I'm, I I kind of stopped paying attention to wrestling when I got older. I got a lot of friends that are really into it now. Uh Um, But 
And I don't know if maybe some of that was because of this, because it was like, man, this is just, it's sad. Cause the, these guys, these guys felt like the only famous people in the world that seemed like they were tangible that you could touch. Cause you would hear, you know, people's parents talk about like, Oh, we saw him at the thing or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, they were on TV, but anyway, Originally from Texas, their actual surname was Adkisson, which I actually remember hearing kids argue about. Their real last name's Addison. No, it's really Von Eric. But uh, the family patriarch, Fritz Von Eric, uh, took the name Von Eric as part of his wrestling gimmick. He was originally a villainous heel, and he was a German Nazi. Since wow. the German sounding name, which is pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, I, I've liked to. I've never seen, cause I definitely never, I don't know. I'm sure there is maybe footage somewhere of the dad wrestling, but pretty much you don't, you never really saw him. There's like plenty of pictures of him with his kids, right. but he looked like, you know, had that very like big barrel chested, right. Strong man kind of look. Whereas the kids kind of looked more cut and ripped up and probably steroids. But, um, <laughs> I don't think I feel like those old wrestlers didn't do steroids. Maybe they didn't have steroids then. No, it was, it was like big beefy guys. It's all about size. Yeah, it was just about yeah. putting on size and being able to move with okay. weight on you. I yeah. think. Well, let's go through. So they had a lot of kids. Six, all all brothers, all sons, six mm-hmm. sons. Mm-hmm. Five of the six died before their dad. Oh, that oh wow! Is awful. The dad Fritz died. Uh, in Denton County uh, in 1997. Uh, but the, the way it went down was this. So Fritz, he was a big star in the NWA, uh, not the one you're thinking of, <laughs> because they, they didn't actually have any, any guys born in the 20s in uh, the rap group with Dr. Dre. Yeah. Uh, Missed opportunity. Bad, but... yeah. Dr. Dre, Easy e Ice Cube, Fritz. <laughs> <laughs> But he was a, he was a pretty big star, and he actually was really big in uh, Japan. Was a big part of Japanese wrestling. Oh wow! He, he was, and his name over there was Tetsu no Sume, which in English translates to the Iron Claw. So I guess he was the guy who developed that. He got married to Doris in 1950. They had six sons before divorcing in '92. Oh wow! And then yeah, Fritz died in '97 of lung cancer. Fritz's first son was born Jack Barton Jr. And he died on September 21st in 1952 at the age of six in Niagara Falls, New York. He was he was playing in a, and there was a downed power line. So oh, no. a six-year-old oh. kid playing around a downed power line. The power line was near some water and it shocked him and the kid fell into a puddle and it wasn't even the electricity that killed him. He actually drowned in this puddle. And I don't know, how, I mean, it says puddle. I don't know how big that is, if that's like mm. a lake size thing right. or a really small amount. But I know they always say you can drown in a puddle. Yeah. So yeah. that's they the first. say one inch of water, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's the first just touch of utter tragedy mm-hmm. to have happen. Enough right. for any normal human. Plenty of tragedy yeah, for a great. lifetime. Exactly. Plenty of tragedy. The second oldest kid was Kevin Von Erich, and Kevin uh-huh. was known as the Golden Warrior. Uh, the majority of Kevin's career was was spent working in WCCW, that's World Class Championship Wrestling, uh-huh. and he had feuds against such wrestlers as Chris Adams, the Fabulous Freebirds, mm-hmm. and Ric Flair. I remember the Fabulous Freebirds a lot. They were, uh-huh. I know Ric Flair is like kind of way more famous now, but the Fabulous Freebirds, they had big, glorious mullets, and I remember they were the bad guys. Right. Didn't they bob okay. their head back and forth when they walked? Yeah, I think the they thing? did bob their head back and forth. Yeah. And it was, oh. they had these, I mean, really long, like, it looked like the mane of a horse kind of <laughs> mullet. Beautiful okay. hair. And beautiful hair. Be- like, beautiful. Like, you wanted beautiful. to. Yeah. Uh, it was there that Kevin became known for utilizing trademark maneuvers like the body scissors and the iron claw, okay. as well as for wrestling barefoot. Kevin got married to Pamela May, and they had four children. Kevin is the one member that's still alive right now. Kevin okay. is... Real quick yes. aside, just because you mentioned earlier that everybody somehow knew the Von Erichs. My wife often waited tables on Kevin Von Erich in, oh, in years yeah. ago. So. Was he a good tipper? I don't, I don't know. I don't know that much. My ex-roommate, Chris Pierce... 
don't know, I guess it's fine if I say his name. I, yeah, I saw his it. art thing in Galveston. Oh by yeah, the way. it looked awesome. It's super awesome. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's he is uh and he's real good at what he does. He's ridiculously talented. Makes you mad. He's, has been. He's good yeah, at like, it. yeah. Yeah. He's so like that yeah, son of a bitch. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. But uh Chris Chris used to work at a, a pet store and apparently Kevin was a snake enthusiast, or maybe still is a snake enthusiast, <laughs> okay. and would come every week and say, You got any dead or dying birds? Because you get free <laughs> free birds to, to feed with snakes. Right just real quick, what was the name of that pet store? Uh I think Chris worked at Pet smart, but there was a there was a there was a pet store called Fish and Chirps. <laughs> I remember Fish and Chirps. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that's that. a good name. <laughs> Fish and Chirps. Yep. <laughs> good stuff. All right, so Kevin. The only one he he moves. He's now no longer in Denton, but he was in Denton forever. Yeah, he's now in Hawaii. Oh, wow. and uh, there's That's a there's a documentary about this called the curse of the ring so yeah jack drowned when he was six and then david was the yellow rose, the yellow rose of yeah. texas he was the third son born to fritz and he was considered the best all-around wrestler of the family he was brilliant in the ring he was exceptional on the microphone which is a huge part of of wrestling what does that mean and just give us he, a uh, just give us a sample just the showmanship being able to uh being able to talk basically being able to have a character yeah. being able to have a personality that goes through cuz sometimes you'll see these dudes that are these giant pieces of you know muscle masculine but they're not very charismatic they're just okay. they've been hit in the head too many times and it's just kind of like that but you know basically like Kevin, they're this saying he could have been like The Rock, sort of, you okay. know, where like The Rock was a guy who was like a really good wrestler, but it was really easy for him to transition to doing movies because he had this really good personality right. that okay. you just kind of want to watch him, whether it's a, rich, a bad guy or a good guy. Yeah, he he competed. Ric Flair was kind of the other the other guy, and they'd gone back and forth. And David was supposed to uh, compete with Ric Flair. He'd started to go to Japan to do stuff because a big, I guess, wrestling was really was as big in Japan as it was over over here because wrestling was not the national it was real regional thing that it was it was very regional and it was popular for sure but it wasn't certainly not like the kind of money and the kind of fame like national fame and because this is pre this is like pre hulk hogan even i think yeah maybe i don't know maybe this is around the same time i don't have dates in front of me but he was um, probably wrestling regionally too at the time somewhere else like yeah jerry lawler and so david's over in japan and he's wrestling and then he he dies of something called acute enteritis which is some sort of a swelling internal swelling but most people believe he died of a drug overdose and it, the the heavily rumored is that bruiser brody got rid of the evidence before the jab because it was like a thing of like oh everybody could get jail time around this so uh, yeah. it was necessary for him to get rid of the evidence the guy what's the guy that plays uh uh, Mick Foley also has has concurred that that is what happened um oh, wow. David left behind a wife and a daughter from previous marriage He's only 25 years old when he passed away in oh, Japan. Wow. And in a tribute to David, his younger brother, Kerry Von Erich, would take his place in the NWA and defeat Ric Blair for the world title. And they did that as kind of like a, an homage. It was sort of like a sentimental thing, which I don't know if that happens in wrestling very much anymore. It seems like a real more business-drawn thing, but it was like a... It was something that they're like, oh, it's, it's only right for us to keep that in the family and have the next you know, winner be him. Yeah. Um, the next brother to lose his life would be Mike. Mike Von Erich was uh, Fritz's fifth son. He, it was been said that Mike never wanted to enter the family business to become a wrestler. And it would be an injury that he sustained from wrestling that would nearly cost him his life. While in Israel, Mike passed out during a match and was rushed to the hospital. Oh, wow. It was a, some kind of a shoulder thing. And they did some sort of surgery on him. But I guess bad medical stuff over there. And he got toxic shock syndrome. Oh, wow. Okay. So what I think happened was he got the soldier, he got the shoulder surgery, got the toxic shock syndrome, and then suffered brain damage from the toxic shock syndrome. It oh, would wow. never be the same. So he gets back and 
he's physically not able to do any of the things that he used to do. And he's still feeling all this pressure to do this thing that he never really had a ton of interest in doing. And he nearly died because of it. And now he's, you know, lesser physically lesser and he's continuing because of the, the brain stuff, he's getting physically more fatigued. He can't keep up muscle mass. You know, he, he was a Von Eric, but he was never like they, like I said before, David was the the star. David was the one, and he's just like he's just not David. He starts right. getting really depressed. And he tries to get back in his shape, but all the damage and the time off and the shock syndrome—it's robbed him of muscle mass. And he just he couldn't even get back to the level that he was, which wasn't the level of David. Right. So he starts getting DUIs, and he's drinking probably some drug use. He leaves a suicide note for his family to find, and Mike. Oh, no. He drives out. He drives out to a lake. I believe this is the one that drives out to a lake. But he overdosed on sleeping pills, leaving his family to leave them to mourn the loss of another Von Eric. And I can't remember if this is the one that died at the lake or not, because the deaths keep coming, y'all. He was only oh, twenty-three wow. years old when he died. Eesh. The last one was twenty-five, so six, twenty-five, and twenty-three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the next brother to die was the youngest brother, Chris Von Erich. Chris was the youngest of all the Von Erichs. And unlike his brothers who were larger men that possessed tremendous athletic gifts, Chris was only 5'5". Five, five. And occasionally you'll see pictures of all of them. And he Chris. is just a solid foot shorter, it looks oh, like, wow. than the rest of them. Yeah. He just looks way small. He's got asthma. He had asthma his entire life. And he, unlike his older brother, Mike, wanted nothing more than to be a professional wrestler. That's exactly what he wanted. He just, he dreamed of being part of the family and having that professional wrestling career. But he also had brittle bones. I don't know. (laughs) He had brittle bones. They were highly susceptible to breakage while performing in the ring. And he still tried his best when he was healthy enough to compete, even at a tag team match against Steve Austin at one point. But he just could not, he just was not in anywhere physically in the same league as the other brothers. Yeah. So in September of 1991, about two weeks before his 22nd birthday, Chris went and he committed suicide by gunshot wound. Oh, yeah. He was really depressed, at, you know, not having a wrestling career. And I'm sure there were drugs, alcohol involved. And he just was in a lot of pain and realized that it wasn't going to happen. So he shot himself. So Kerry Von Erich, which is the one that I think like both those guys were all kind of, I hadn't seen them as much, but Kerry definitely got the most famous. He was all the way, because I remember him being in WWF. Wow. Right. Yeah. He was the Texas tornado and he was kind of the biggest one. He had uh, good looks. He was definitely the most cut. Like very like muscle like because some of the other guys had a little bit more of that like muscular like old old world looking strength where it was just okay. kind of a block of muscle but he had all the I don't know look like a bodybuilder kind of thing I'm hear more and more like oh that's steroids yeah that's a hundred percent steroids but I don't know I I wasn't there I, I I you know I would do steroids in different spots without uh, him. oh okay so Kerry but Kerry had a longer career but. During, you know, the drug abuse and stuff like that, things were kind of going out. He kind of started to lose a bit of his step in the ring. And then he was involved in a brutal motorcycle accident. And due to the damage sustained, he ended up losing his right foot. Oh, no. His right Oof. foot amputated. The physical and emotional toll of all of it led Kerry to become addicted to prescription drugs. Mm-hmm. So he go. He went on to get a prosthetic foot. And apparently he did a lot of wrestling in this prosthetic foot. But he was super embarrassed about it. And he was always trying to hide it. Which, to me, like, goddamn, build a whole career That's out of great, being the wrestler yeah, with a, the prosthetic foot. Oh, yeah. What a great bit. Yeah. But obviously, like, you know, you're in this family that's so wrestling-focused there's got to be some piece of that that is really caught up in that desire to be successful and all that. And who knows, maybe that maybe wrestling wasn't ready for that at that time period, but his depression would not subside. He was headed down a very dark path and his family had to have known Carrie was about to do the unthinkable. Carrie used a gun, but he elected to shoot himself in the heart as opposed to the head. And I think that was because Mm they couldn't do an open casket funeral on his younger brother. And that Uh, upset some of the family. 
So he shot himself in the heart. You know, there was definitely drugs and partying that went along to do with that. And not partying, but like, you know, painkillers and coke and the 80s. Yeah, everything was around. Everything was around. So none of the brothers had lived past the age of 33. People call it the... Wrestling Curse. Kevin being the only one that's still alive. There's an ESPN documentary called Wrestling the Curse that gives an inside look at what changed the family that changed wrestling in the 80s. And uh, I guess he's he's in Hawaii living his life, but God damn, that's awful. Again, that's very quickly glossing over. Yeah. Much more depressing and intense if you were to go into the lives of every single one of them. But wow, what a brutal form of entertainment Well, you gloss mm-hmm. over it but it, at the same time i mean it's you're, you talk about carrie and his foot if they had lived even though they'd be what in their 50s now right 50s 60s something like that uh, yeah. that them they and their family would would be involved with wrestling on the national stage right now yeah I mean, just, that just the gimmick of an entire family of wrestlers and it's almost like they all died before a producer or it wrestling got to the point nationally that somebody said this this is the gift that we'll keep giving forever. We can have yeah. story after story after story about this family. Yeah. Did any of the did but, any of the brothers' sons go into wrestling? Well, that's what I was about to say. There may be that. There is a third generation. Uh, there are some kids. Uh, Ross von Erich is involved in MLW Tag Team Championship. Uh, there is Kevin Marshall Adkison, better known as Marshall von Erich is involved and then there's a there's a daughter Lacey von Eric mm-hmm. and uh they're all involved in in wrestling they're not I don't think any of them are WWE which I believe is the big one but there's so many like offshoots of wrestling that are really really popular right now I'm sure yeah, right sure anybody listening that knows about wrestling knows more than I don't have I don't think there's any other get to know your podcast that I would do about wrestling because I don't you know other than Hulk Hogan and and Andre the Giant, like I kind of know about, I kind of know about some other wrestlers, but this, this is the only one that is really right. like that hits back to like us being kids in Denton. Maybe Rowdy um, Roddy Piper. Maybe Rowdy Roddy Piper, but that's just because, uh, much like his character and they live, I can see through <laughs> the lie that is the fabric of society right. in this world right. and see what's really being pushed. Mm-hmm. Wow. I too come to chew bubble gum and kick ass, and I too <laughs> right. am all out of bubble gum. Have y'all seen Hell Comes to Frog Town? Oh yeah. yeah. It is not good. It is <laughs> and it's not even good. Hell, it's it's got some good parts. But it, it's it's frustrating in that a movie called Hell Comes to Frog Town with Rowdy Roddy Piper where okay. he's wearing a uh chastity belt like cod piece right. because they need to use his semen to repopulate right. the planet should be a way better movie. Like it oh, should yeah. be that should be that should be one of the best movies of all time. Okay. But it is without even a, trying. Yeah, yeah. But it is weirdly a slog that doesn't go anywhere. I feel like I feel like before we wrap up, I should just add that uh and Mike Mark can cut this out if he want if he wants, but you know, the national like su- if if you're if you were depressed, if you're feeling suicidal, oh, take this the, out one. uh National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline is just nine eight eight on your phone. And I just want to add that. And you can actually text it too. Yes, I I'll, I will agree with that. Normally, <laughs> you're setting me up to make a joke, but it's one of the few mental health is one of the few things that I'm occasionally sympathetic to, occasionally uh, sincere about and sympathetic to. Well, and especially if you're a listener, we don't have enough to spare. So that's true. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly what this is true. all about. Well, don't pass that number along. But for you, for you, yeah, yeah, for you, right. listener, don't share it. It is so in. Like I can't imagine a more tragic story. Like I'm just rolling through these tabs and looking at pictures of this family of you know one, two, three, four, five, six strapping giant men mm-hmm. who all succumb to awful awful self-inflicted deaths right right it really is a story you would not believe it's almost yeah people are hearing it now and i don't know that they're even if they haven't heard this before are processing yeah. it as a the true story that it is the in stuff like this just doesn't really happen yeah right? a, a movie type story but 
And, you know, you people know? have said for years, too, that they were going to come out with a movie about it. But, I, yeah, I think really a documentary is right. the best you're getting. How are you going to watch a documentary about that and be able to just be... <laughs> I mean, you'd right. you have to immediately go watch a wacky screwball comedy in order to wash oh, off yeah. the sadness of all that. You You yeah. can only... You have to invent the happy ending. Like if you want to have like some hope, you know, I don't know what the documentary did. I'm sure it was about the next generation, but you have to have some sort of like, I guess they didn't learn their lesson the first time. They're still trying. I don't know. You know, but man, that iron claw was a good move. They look incredibly central Texan to me too. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you look at their faces, not to say anything negative, but I don't necessarily mean that in the best way because a lot of their faces look like guys who picked on me. Yeah, <laughs> they, 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 There's like a certain kind of Texas redneck vibe that they have. And by all accounts, they were like nice dudes and stuff like that. So I'm not trying to be mean, but there, there's such, they, they, when I look at their faces and granted they're all their haircuts and stuff are from the eighties, but they look like so many teens and men that I saw in in the eighties, okay, in mm-hmm. Texas, it, 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 they look so Texan to me. It's really, really right. striking. The the Texas good old boy, the yeah, the early Texas, Texas okay. good old boy yeah. is what that that look is. I agree. They're it's they're masters at looking that way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, if it's something you can try to do, but if you can try that. it. That's what it is. So if you ever want to yeah. know, that's another little for our, our our Danish listeners. I know who are very interested in the look <laughs> of a. North Texas man. Yeah. Look at the Von Erics. That's what they, yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you want to know, if you want to know the guy who pulled over in his pickup truck and threw a beer bottle at me when I was a kid, just like one of them. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Many, a a slur was hurled from a moving pickup truck while I rode my skateboard. Oh yes. Down university. As I cut through someone's backyard at, at full sprint. Behind yes. me, I could hear those same slurs. Good times, good times. They got theirs though. Not the Von Eric. Wow, they didn't. They didn't. Wow, right. They, they didn't. Yeah, they, they didn't did not, chase us. They didn't earn this. This is where it would be weird though. Even if I was in really, really great shape, mm-hmm. I would feel weird having a job that I mostly just wore underwear. Yeah, yeah. But maybe, but if I'm maybe if I'm in really great shape, I'm just like not as body conscious as I am now. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're getting paid, it's different. You know, if that's the expectation, that's, that's the uniform that everybody's wearing. Right. I do recall watching one Sunday and just perfect of that late 80s era, seeing at least Kevin, maybe Kevin and Carrie wearing nylon blue jackets with like an embroidered yellow rose yeah. on the back. Oh, nice. You know, yeah. like in loving memory or something that they wore all the time, I think. They really embodied Texas, too. There was like a real like... They, you know, because the, they were always a good guy. They were like the Hulk Hogan's. They were like the Superman. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. Kevin. I think that's it. Yeah. I'll end it on that horrible, sad note. Well, isn't that what getting to know the podcast really is about? Isn't that the... That's what... Yeah, exactly. The subtext of all this is... All, all you can do is laugh about it, fellers. Listen, yeah. they all can't be stories about a guy, I don't know, sitting on his balls mm-hmm. at a table read, causing them to shut down the production of a major network sitcom we'll have for to hear days. about that, was, that next week, that's, Mike. Yeah, that's going to have to be next week. Oh, I, I, don't know that, I don't know that that's ever, I don't know that that's ever I happened. I think so. I don't know that that's ever happened before, but if it were to, you that would definitely be week. a lighter story. There's only one way to find out, listeners. Thank you for listening to the International News Service. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. INS, the news you need.